we were invited to set up the syllabus of uh, MSBT, which is the Maharashtra State Board for Technical Education. Hello, welcome to the episode 3 of the Belk IoT podcast. IoT everything with me, Sai Prakash Bilkeri. Alright, there are a lot of new things over this episode 3. First thing being the very structure of this podcast is being changed. There would be three sections here on. The first section being the announcement section or updates, news trends in IoT and everything around iot if there are any new product launches we'll discuss about that and we'll make sure that you always stay updated with the latest trends in iot the second is the ask belk iot section where we'll take up the questions submitted by you or our website if you already do not know how to do that stay tuned i'll tell you in that section about how you can submit your questions to us your questions can be anything in and around IoT. It can be any problems that you are facing with your implementations of IoT or with your projects or in general anything in and around IoT. And finally, our last section where we would have a guest coming in to talk about a specific topic around IoT. Alright, so in this announcement section today we have a report from Gartner which says the global government IoT endpoint electronics and communication market will reach $14.7 billion in 2020, which is an increase of 6% from 2019. However, uh, this I am sure this percent is and this growth is not much, uh, mostly I guess because of uh, the pandemic hit that we have uh, that we are facing. But uh, definitely over time it will increase hugely because uh, governments have started hugely funding the smart city products and also the smart city projects. Uh, They are coming with new plans globally and also in India. So there should be a huge rise in this thing. Uh, So there are really a ton of opportunities for anyone who wants to uh start a company around this thing or work for a project with if you have any kind of idea you definitely have to consider smart cities so the next update here is that google has discontinued its google nest secure home security alarm system without warning google has been messing around with such things for quite some time now those who do not know google nest secure falls under this uh, google nest devices category uh, which is usually a smart home device uh, with thermostats and all this stuff so this google nest secure was launched in 2017 and now they have stopped supporting it so it clearly shows that it's a failure that's all in this section to know more uh, about such updates and uh, stay updated with current trends you can join our telegram group with, where we constantly keep posting such updates and also a lot of other information that we provide uh, in and around iot so you can join that group by logging on to our website at belkiot.in
slash join us which is b-e-l-k-i-o-t dot i-n slash j-o-i-n hyphen u-s okay so in this ask bell curve section today we have a question from raghunandan he says i am pursuing my second year in bachelors of technology in electronics and telecommunication i am now really fascinated by iot and now want to work on it so where do i start so raghunandan a uh, few years down the line even i was in the same place and uh, could that you have uh, made this decision so now that you have uh, decided let me tell you that you you can start anywhere basically but the best point to start would be to start understanding the whole architecture of iot uh, firstly because you'll get to know what are the different layers of iot how is it implemented where do you get data from how is it the data flowing through all the channels towards the cloud or through your federated systems and all these things so once you understand the whole uh, broader spectrum then you can decide on what your expertise is as you have mentioned that you are from electronics and telecommunication background i would suggest you start with your own uh, area that is electronics so buy these off the shelf devices like ordinos and raspberry pis try connecting few sensors to them get the real time data start publishing this data to some cloud uh how do you do that so basically we have a lot of uh, websites uh, where you can connect your iot devices to them and start publishing the data you can also control the devices uh, from those websites and also they have their nice mobile applications these days so one of uh, such things would be uh, uh, an app called blink so you can use that once you're good with them start writing your own uh, custom applications in programming languages like python python is most preferred because it has good extensive uh, libraries uh, write your custom codes and then try connecting with them with the uh, services uh, cloud services from azure or aws uh, that should be enough also if you want to extend and learn more you can learn uh few iot platforms like thingworks uh, which is a product by ptc hope that helps you raghunandan so from here on unlike uh, the raghunandan's questions today uh, which was sent to us from our contact us section of the bilk iot website uh, you can now send your messages by recording them uh we have integrated a new feature on our website you can log on to belkiot.in/podcast to uh find a icon uh it would be a orange icon uh, of mic you can click on that mic icon to record your voice and that will be sent directly to me and we'll shortlist your question and then it would be answered here in the next episodes of the podcast so make sure you log on to belkiot.in/podcast to record your questions and send it directly to me so that it can be featured on the next episodes of the podcast and that brings us to the third section of this today's podcast the guest that we have today with us is prateek deshmukh 
the co-founder and director of RoboLab Technologies. RoboLab Technologies is a startup that was founded seven years ago by four robotics enthusiasts while they were in their final year of graduation. Fast forward today, RoboLab Technologies is today the best and fastest growing startup in India. It has won many awards including the best startup award from Central Government of India. Hello Pratik, thanks for coming on to my show. Uh, really thank you for taking out your time over this season of festivals here in India and I wish you a very very happy Dasara. Hi, happy Dasara to you too and thanks a lot for inviting me. It's really nice to be a part of this show and I'm really happy that you're, you're doing this and giving back to the society. This is a wonderful way of taking people along with you and taking technology to the masses. Thanks a lot for inviting me. A lot of good words for me. Uh, thanks a lot for them. So uh, why don't you tell our audience about uh, yourself and uh, your venture, which is RoboLab Technologies. How did it start and where are you heading towards? Sure, sure. Hello everyone, my name is Pratik Deshmukh. I am basically from Maharashtra and I am born and brought up in a city called Amravati. I did my 10th standard education in, in a very small school which was not having more than 400 students in the entire school. The first time we saw tube lights and fan in our class was in 10th standard. Until then there was nothing. Oh my god. School. From that I moved on to a city called Aurangabad which was a complete shift of... Uh, the levels in terms of the number of people sitting in one classroom, the tuition classes used to have almost uh, 300, 400 students at one time. So it was a bit, I was a bit nervous initially to catch that up. And I did my 11th and 12th from there in Aurangabad, studied really hard for those two years and then got wonderful marks, 194 out of 200 in CET, stood oh. 20th all over the state and was lucky to get admission in a college called as College of Engineering Pune or COEP. Mm-hmm. So basically, COEP is uh, the third oldest college in Asia, second oh. oldest in India, established way back in 1854. You must have heard about uh, Dr. Uh, M. Vishwasharya. He is the first Paratratna engineer of India, on whose birthday, 15th of September, is celebrated as the Engineers' Day. So he graduated from the same institute. So anytime I tell about my college, I tell people that I have graduated from the same college from where M. Vishwasharya graduated. And I'm 130 years junior to him. Oh, you know, whenever we say the name, you know, take the name of Moksha uh, Vishwesharya, I get goosebumps kind of because uh, as an engineer, all of us admire him so much that, you know, I don't know, uh, due to his works and stories that we heard, like, you know, the, the anecdote that we hear of him that, you know, he was sleeping in a train and he could uh, uh, listen uh, to the sound of the rail and he could uh, kind of... Uh, uh, predict that there is some crack in the rail uh, two kilometers down the line and all those things really I get goosebumps whenever, whenever I hear uh, his name and I didn't know that he was a you know graduate of COEP good to know it yes he's 1883 graduate of COEP oh and okay. uh, I was lucky to be a part of the same college in fact so I had taken admission in electronics and telecommunication mm-hmm. and while after taking admission in COEP I realized that there are wonderful opportunities there were almost 52 student managed clubs. So there was history club, uh, there was a club for robotics, there was a club for mathematics, there was a club for philosophy. So you had any interest in yourself. Usually, you know, when we take admissions in colleges, we don't know what we are interested in. Mm -hmm. So engineering is all about, you know, 
getting a degree but in the process also ex- also exploring what you want to do in your career so you get a lot of opportunities in exploring and one of the opportunities i got was to be a part of robot study circle which is the robotics lab of our college and mm-hmm. i was a part of it for four years of engineering and by the time i became a graduate i had a job in my hand but was in very interested in robotics so i had a couple of people who was of same thought process as me i had already worked with them for four years of engineering and okay. after just uh, you know preliminary discussions in during final year realizing that we won't be able to work in robotics anymore because we had been placed in different companies we decided why not take it up as a passion so that passion converted into a company we decided to start it up so we approached our college's director dr ad sastra budde sir who is mm-hmm. now the chairman of all india council for technical education he was the director of our college back then mm-hmm. and he loved the idea we we said to him that we have been lucky that we had a good lab robotics lab here we want to give the same platform to everybody across india Great. so he said that this is a good uh, social venture mm-hmm. so he suggested us to get incubated in cuap you know as a final year student you have no idea what incubation means because sadly this is never taught to us in college correct So we are only you know trained to get job and jobs and jobs and yes, sadly, these times uh, india is like changing that. in these times these india is changing but i understand you are of which year graduate like uh, when so i graduated in 2013 okay and as soon as we graduated we approached our college in fact our final year exams were going on when we approached our college mm-hmm. for getting incubated they told us that they have an institute called as bhau institute of innovation entrepreneurship and leadership so mm-hmm. in bhau in marathi bhau means elder brother so oh. in life if you need any help elder brother is the easiest person to approach so with that oh. thought process they had established bhau institute so if you want to do a startup you go to bhau institute they'll guide you you get incubated and you start working so we started working from there initially the institute building was yet to come up so we worked from the college hostel for a couple of months Mm-hmm. and from there on we uh, rented a 1 bhk flat we, we used to live in one room and work in the other two we continued like that for a couple of years then moved on to a 2 bhk flat mm-hmm. uh, used to live in one room and used to work from the other three and in this process our team went on growing we started getting clients started interacting with people and business kept growing and mm-hmm. now we have a separate 3000 square feet office nobody lives in office anymore Oh, and we have already great. reached out to more than 48 institutes span india and trained more than uh, 18000 students till now including me i had the opportunity to work including you yes. yeah. <laughs> and uh, we had the had the wonderful opportunity to work for uh, people like indian navy and indian military for their r&d projects oh. right now our firm robolab technologies we are around 7 years old and mm. we have already uh, been working with uh, r&d projects for the indian military and uh, regularly train the indian navy officers in military institute of technology in pune uh, in oh. the last 2 uh, 3 years uh, we got a lot of uh, enquiries and requirements from institutes for working in the field of iot as well so along with the robotics lab offerings that we used to have we have started giving mm-hmm. iot lab offerings as well which we believe is is a wonderful field with a lot of potential but sadly not many people are aware how to get started in it uh, they a lot of times when people start working and after working a couple of years then they realize that this, there is also a field called iot that has immense potential mm-hmm. so we want to you know give that potential advantage that uh, we want to bridge that gap 
as a company at the institutional level by providing them platforms it just to if you want if i want to tell in a layman's language we give kitchens to institute and we teach the students how to cook so that they never die hungry they can cook that's, whatever dishes that they want that's very well put i i love that statement like uh, that's very well put i you know i really can uh, Im, you know uh, look back on this thing you know even you so we were associated with our college you uh, as you know had established a very beautiful lab and very uh, resourceful lab in our college which is mlr institute of technology uh, i i was really fortunate that i i was able to work with you guys when uh, back then it was i guess in 2000 uh, Uh, 16 or 17 i guess when you associated with that and uh, i re- really cherish those days when you know i was with uh, you guys learning uh, things we used to like literally spend nights together in the labs setting up the labs and all i really cherish those days uh, i am i am really happy that you 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 know uh, uh, three guys or four guys of uh, you know coep they just thought that you know why don't we still continue our career in this and now are you know expanding this uh, uh, this this opportunity to everybody across the india and uh, it's really great to know thanks a lot for that actually we, i still feel like i am in college it's been 7 years i graduated i am still with the same people with whom i did my mini projects and final year projects and now working in the company as well so that i feel helps uh, you know if you work with a friend that really helps you in understanding the processes somebody is good technically somebody goes somebody is good with people somebody is good with managing things mm-hmm. so it, it's a good blend of things true that's that's that those are the perks that you get with a startup and i'm sure uh, you uh, back uh, when we had discussions earlier you also mentioned that you know you completely bootstrapped uh, uh, this whole uh, uh, startup and uh, you are one of the successful startups also you received many awards from uh, uh, central government and also maharashtra government for uh, as one of the best startups in india yes so far we have won 30 plus awards some major being uh, startup of the year in 2016 in the future education category mm-hmm. another one uh, in 2018 uh, like in 2019 january we won the startup of the uh, year award and along with that we won national entrepreneurship award by the government of india oh. so which was a good thing and now yes since beginning we have bootstrap bootstrap is for listeners bootstrap is a company that is that has not taken any funds from outside which has which is arranging their own capital by taking money from the customers so we have been lucky that we are regularly getting engaged with customers who are taking our services and we have been able to generate the funds and operate through that uh, our business model is pivoted all, all, uh, around the services so pivot is something around which you offer all your services as a company so we are pivoted around offering services mm-hmm. so we give services in education sector we started off with just robotics then people started saying why don't you do iot as well because it is a natural extension of what basic robotics and I- and automation that you do so we started doing that as well and from the services now we have also pivoted to box offerings because we believe why only students should work into iot why only education institute should work into iot it, it should be something that should be taken to the masses because for a country as big as india we don't have that much reach mm-hmm. in terms of a uh, technology let iot even if we keep iot aside other things like some things as basic as uh, good quality mobile phones these are not available in the market in the uh, rural areas right now 
Correct. We need to go to that level and we need to take technology to that level. So the best way to do is, I think, especially for IoT, is to democratize it, have it available to everybody. For doing that, we have to enable people so that they don't have, you know, an enigma in terms of using of the, that technology. Mm-hmm. It, they should know that from the college level itself. Mm-hmm. And I must uh, tell you that uh, when you were graduating, mm-hmm. at that time, there was no proper syllabus set by government of India. Now, a good thing that government mm-hmm. of India has done, they have, uh, this year, they released the new education policy. Uh, NAP, that's prior, really fabulous. Uh, uh, yes, and a year prior to that, they did some background work as well. There was good litmus test taken before announcing the NEP. They did some litmus test. So the litmus test was take, taken in the form of identifying some emerging technologies okay. in, in future that would be mm-hmm. needed in the market. So they identified, AICT identified nine emerging technologies like uh, data sciences, robotics, automation, mm-hmm. uh, 3D printing. And one of the technologies they identified was Internet of Things. Oh, so, right. so last year they decided that this should be taught in the college. So then there comes a question for if you are a student, and if you if your faculty tells you that you have to learn IoT, mm-hmm. you firstly need to teach the faculty because he is not aware what IoT is. How Correct. will he teach? So for teaching this faculty, there has to be some proper syllabus or training plan. Mm-hmm. So AICT first prepared that training plan. They gave a standard 42 clock hours training module. What should be the learning outcomes of IoT as a subject when it is being taught? Mm-hmm. Because initially what used to happen if a college went to a vendor or to any industry and asked them that teaches IoT, everybody used to give their own syllabus. Mm-hmm. Correct. So because it is said, if you have a hammer, everything appears to be a nail. So mm-hmm. in the same manner, everybody used to give their own solutions and there was no standardization. So now things have been standardized. So this okay. will help that like when you, for example, learn uh, engineering drawing. So you know mm-hmm. at the end of the engineering drawing how what top view is, uh, side view is, uh, front mm-hmm. view is. So similarly, Correct. after learning this as a subject, at least as an elective initially, people will know what mm-hmm. IoT is. They will be able to write a basic code in Python. They'll know what edge devices are. Correct. They'll know what nodes are. Mm-hmm. And at least an overview and architecture could be explained. So then they can explore. Hmm. Great. These are really great steps that are being taken by this educational bodies, especially in India. So now going on... Uh, how does the student, you know, get prepared for this? And like if a student wants to get get a hands-on experience and want to try out these things. And as you know, students, as students, uh, we will not have much, uh, you know, huge pockets. We will not have much money. So how do we uh, access these things and how do we learn these things with, you know, practical hands-on without spending much money or almost no money free of cost? Any suggestions there? As a student, you can start off with, you know, a lot of time people don't directly start off with doing IoT. They have to start with the really basic one. Sadly, even in second and third year, people don't know how to read register values. That is the position as, that we are in as a country. So we have to bring everybody at a, on the same page, first of all, start off with basic things, try to utilize the most popular things available. For example, Arduino is really popular that can be a good way to enter in IoT. So you can start off with learning Arduino. Usually people you know, don't even have the funds to buy an Arduino. So you can start off with a virtual version of it. There is a wonderful website called Tinkercad, T-I-N, 
ஒர்க்ஸ்ட்ரீன் initially you know when people were not calling iot as iot a lot of people used to think iot is just home automation nothing else a lot of time just bluetooth and bluetooths were there bluetooth connectivity is there that people used to say that there is iot it, it's not like that we have to uh, teach that to them how you can you know first interact with the help of a communication module then how we can two modules interact with each other and how a network is formed and everything then we students they should understand that there are a lot of open source platforms also available like things board is something which on which you can freely utilize the services and create a gui for your iot devices if you're working try to use open source modules like esp32 which is very easily available nowadays on amazon also there are good node devices that you, you directly you know ready to code kind of devices that you can use as a student which are available at a very less cost and if you are a student try to push your institute to have an infrastructure because they can afford it and you are paying fees for it so if student pushes the institute they will then go towards uh, having an environment which ultimately will help them they are really great places to start off even i started uh, my you know quest for this iot there and uh, raspberry pi is already knows and all and i'm sure all the iot ans uh, who are out there uh, have definitely Uh, come across this or have started with these things but there is when i get into a real time project and we have when i've started uh, doing a real world projects uh, i see there is a slight gap uh, in between these which is complete project experience uh, that doing stuff from right from scratch to you know using multi uh, multiple technologies the whole stack of technologies and uh, getting things done so how do we bridge this gap and uh, what are your suggestions here so i believe for this uh, most important thing is project based learning mm-hmm. which nowadays people have started to do at institutional level not just not just experiments wherein you take students to a classroom and make them sit for 3 hours and give them a standard set of <laughs> procedures correct ask them to type this thing and they'll see this result and note down those it's values uh, in a record of sessions yeah we all have done engineering a lot of it is 90% of people simply copy the values and they don't end up doing uh, any hands on and don't understand anything mm-hmm. although experiments in in colleges are said to be something that will give hands on sadly it is the reality is far more different than that so a good way to solve it is to give them a task based approach mm-hmm. uh, let them initially empower them with the knowledge that they will need to solve a particular problem and then then give them a problem statement and don't judge people based on whether things are complete or incomplete or somebody might work on a solution which might be incomplete but in the process he might have learned a lot of things because not always when you try something it succeeds mm-hmm. so that culture needs to be uh, introduced 
and i think so a good way of doing it is to involve people in the form of groups mm-hmm. if people are just you know nowadays in engineering systems engineering is something that is coming a lot into picture correct people just cannot when they work in industry cannot say that hey i am a computer people so i will not think anything about the actuators we need people who are jack of all trades and master of some mm-hmm. so that should be inculcated in the college level itself empower them with the basic knowledge of every department of everything that an end to end system needs and once you give them that knowledge then give them a problem statement and ask them to work in a group it will not only help them from technical point of view to solve it but it will also help them to how to integrate things from different departments correct correct i mean that's that's really a great point because uh, when th- this kind of uh, you know uh, thought was always there in uh, engineering students that you know whenever i pick a technology or when i whenever i pick a stream i have to be you know clinged on to that i i can't uh, divert my road uh many people even today they ask me like what what was your uh, background and what are you working on i said i am working on iot and uh, iot is a field where you know we have to work on electronics and also computer science related stuff so they say how is that possible like that's how uh, that's how the things work like you know if you have a have a hardware it it will not work by itself it it needs some external software and this idea i don't know for some reason uh, maybe because of uh, i was uh, you know uh, i was getting groomed in robolab technologies or at my college and also uh, the other things that uh, came across made my mind in such a way that I, you know that that these are all things that go hand in hand and we should not separate by separate or bifurcate them and uh, learning all those things together uh, and uh, learning more things apart from what is in your curriculum is very much important also uh, you know uh, bringing on to the next uh, thing uh, you also mentioned uh, uh, the other day when we were talking uh, casually that you were one of the uh, part of the board members who Uh, designed uh, the curriculum for maharashtra government can you talk a little bit about that and uh, how did that go forward yes yes since we work a lot in education and uh, we have been able to produce some wonderful results and some people some good alumnus of of uh, the labs that we have been working with mm-hmm. so since it has been 7 years people who have already been a part of the lab they have been uh, understanding after going in the industry how the exposure at the undergraduate level helped them mm-hmm. to understand the overall uh, overview of whatever they are working in their field so through that some of the faculties got to know about us they had some interactions with us saw some of the labs that we have been doing and we were invited to set up the syllabus of uh, msbt which is the maharashtra state board for technical education mm-hmm. for diploma colleges so mm-hmm. we are working in setting up uh, a, from the point of view of student syllabus that would be helpful to them so usually when a syllabus is set a good thing that initially also you, people used to do and now they are doing is they involve the industry people as well because they are also one of the stakeholders in the education ecosystem so there are like sure. two three stakeholders firstly the students the most important one for which it is being done the faculties mm-hmm. who give the education the parents whose uh, whose uh, kids are being trained and the people who are going to consume these people these uh, trained uh, manpower mm-hmm. the industry so all these uh, stakeholders are invited when the syllabus is being set so we are from the industry perspective been invited to set that up and we we are working towards revamping it so that you know it should be relevant 5 years 10 years down the line when somebody is learning it and they that skill that they are learning in diploma that should be an employable skill not just any skill that's really great i mean 
you you are kind of laying a foundation for technology of the future of india i mean uh, anything you want to learn or anything you want to do uh, you are not only just doing business out of it but you are really uh, serving a real purpose uh, there was really a gap between there were technical technology institutes and there were students who were really enthusiastic but there was that gap that you know people didn't have resources and you are really proving out to be a great resource there now coming up uh, let's let's jump on to f- a little future uh, from now how do you think specifically iot would uh, do uh, in the future uh, of india like because we have a lot of first thing india has a great resource a human resource i i uh, kind of hate calling it as a resource humans cannot be called as a resource but but how do you uh, think uh, from from this from this strength Uh, what is the best thing uh, that can happen and what is the worst thing that can happen in the future uh, of iot specifically and how uh, how can we channelize ourselves to excel to, uh, to that part currently if we look at it uh, you know kind of uh, we can say uh, the 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 european countries are excelling uh, in iot stream but how do we Uh, channelize with you know all this stuff that are going in india like atmanirbhar bharat a lot of electronic companies setting up their uh, uh, you know plants here in india and all these opportunities coming back to back to india so how do we uh, upskill ourselves and how do we uh, channelize ourselves so that we end up in a right position so for this i believe a lot of things are coming to india because basically we have a lot of people and we are very very big market so people are setting up manufacturing sectors here because they understand that even though there are a lot of people mm-hmm. here their per capita income and their paying capacity is really Correct. less so if they want to offer technology to the people they cannot be offering something that is mm-hmm. really old they need to offer something new so that people will be willing to mm-hmm. buy it for people to be willing to buy it it has to be affordable mm-hmm. so if they manufacture outside and then sell in india it is not going to be affordable so that is the main reason i believe people are manufacturing in india to reduce the manufacturing cost and they know that people here have uh, there are a lot of people basically we are uh, the okay. market ourselves especially and, uh, and most of them being buy. youth yes and second thing is i really believe is good thing that india can do for iot is uh, we can democratize it we can reduce the cost of access to of access to of to the iot technology by the people mm-hmm. for the people because right now iot is it's more limited to the industries and some cities even though we speak about smart cities and other initiatives by the mm-hmm. government of india it is yet to reach to the ground level where it really matters a lot of our population doesn't live in cities so we have to start off with really really small things i'll give you a small example just like our companies there there is another company uh, called embed gallery which is also a startup started off at the same time mm-hmm. as we did they utilized a gsm based solution for starting uh, for turning the motors in the fields uh, with the help of their with the help of your Correct. phones you can yeah. simply give a call on that number and that will turn on the motor or turn off the motor if the electricity sub- supply stops it will tell the owner by calling on a specific number that the electricity supply mm-hmm. has stopped if the motor is damaged it will tell that as well so we have to start off with these small Correct. things even you cannot you know expect a indian farmer to take a 50000 iot solution so 
like this device that i told you it is available to them at a cost of as um, less as 5000 mm-hmm. rupees so that is one major factor that we as a country need to work on making iot affordable for the masses once it is affordable then it will be acceptable Correct. and then we can uh, utilize it to the fullest extent yes i definitely agree with you on this uh, pratik but the other side of the coin uh, here is that you know uh, this is the most discussed topic uh, currently in industry especially in industry 4.0 uh, kind of implementations of projects that there is a huge skill gap uh, and uh, industry is really trying hard to fill this uh, skill gap how does uh, you know one or professionals like us or government in this case can help and uh, you know help us fill this gap and uh, create experts in this field what are your thoughts here so you were telling about uh, the how the government can play a role into this so i will tell it in two parts so firstly from the government's perspective everything is you know especially if we are talking about iot iot is not just a product it is an ecosystem of things that that are working Correct. together products are just the uh, edge devices that you know eventually through atmanirbhar bharat maybe people will create these kind of products mm-hmm. in india where where they could be used but for that good uh, if we really want to have an atmanirbhar bharat we need to have our own aws we need to have our own things board we need to have our own internet connectivity properly available across india then only these applications iot is basically the application that mm-hmm. we want to do we can do that that application layer properly so all this basic infrastructure is something that you and me or the citizens cannot individually do that has to be done through the government so it has to be a top down mm-hmm. approach the down uh, in the sense are the students that we want to work in this field and that is only possible if the top people are uh, you had they have the vision to have that infrastructure at the country they have the vision to have 5g connectivity in mm-hmm. the country they have the vision to ensure that it is easily available to people then only people will be willing to go into this is where the other part the students perspective you know if you are doing engineering if you are doing studies the only thing you want to achieve at the end of your studies is employment yeah. so if they want to do that and if they want to look into iot as an employment they will only do that when they see that there is uh, an opportunity there is a requirement there is ecosystem available mm-hmm. so we have to show that ecosystem as professionals as uh, uh, the country we have to show the ecosystem to the students so that they have the confidence to go in the field a lot of times since they don't have the faith that this is going to last long so they don't uh, take the plunge into it once they see it they'll definitely go into it definitely i feel it's the need of the r to create the right kind of ecosystem and also infrastructure around iot also the most important thing i feel is we need a right kind of community around iot and just to add but not to brag but uh this is where belk iot is intended towards to create a good community around iot so that people collaborate with each other and uh, grow uh, in the in this profession of iot all right those were all the questions i had for you pratik on this episode of podcast and uh, yeah that brings us to the end of this uh, episode also if uh our audience want to reach out to you uh where do they contact you yes so if you, my you can uh, reach out to us we have a website robolab.in 
www.robolab.in and i would suggest uh, if you want to anything do anything wonderful in in the field of iot get in touch with sai himself he has been doing wonderful i have known him for more than 4 5 years now i i have seen him as a student and now seeing him as a professional i could see the lateral shift and the efforts that have been put into this and even as a student he was very you were very you know inquisitive and very interested in asking a lot of questions that is the way a student should be try to learn a lot of things even though you are from electronics you were i remember you and me working uh, at night preparing the pneumatics table you were drilling at 3 o'clock at night you were doing drills as well asking me what is a two way valve 3 by 2 valve and that helps somewhere down the line when you work as a professional so even if that exposure at college level understanding what pneumatics is and now working in iot if you have a project in future that will have pneumatics will be easily able to integrate it so be very open try to you know ask questions to a lot of people and if you have an opportunity do utilize it thanks for those really kind words pratik uh, i really feel you know the curiosity to know things is what keeps me driving and that's what uh, makes me explore the things and try out new things all right so that brings us to the end of this episode thanks a lot for joining us today and uh, now having this great conversation with me and giving out very insightful thoughts there on all my questions thanks a lot and thank you thank you for this opportunity it was wonderful talking to you I I wish you all the best and hope this podcast you know keeps giving out episodes after episodes and taking technology to the masses. Thanks a lot. All right, that brings us to the end of this episode. Please make sure that you follow or subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. That will encourage me to bring more such episodes. Thanks a lot. Until next time, keep doing awesome as always. Bye.